Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. You got just me today. I'm doing something I've never done before. I'm actually going to sum up an experience that I had as a participant at a retreat. I'm usually talking to you about retreats that I'm leading, but I had such a powerful experience at Dr. Joe Dispenza's week-long advanced retreat that I wanted to share some of the, the things that I learned there, some of the things that he taught with you without breaking any of his copyrighted material. <laughs> Hopefully someday I can have Dr. Joe on the show as I'd love to interview him. If any of you listening have a connection, hit me up. But for now, I just wanted to share, you know, from a participant point of view, what I experienced and what came up for me there. As I know, you hear me talk a lot about retreats that I'm facilitating. A lot of you have come to those retreats or are going to come to those retreats. I wanted you to get a different perspective of, of hearing me as a participant versus a facilitator. Before I go into why I went to Dr. Joe's retreat, I just want to share a little bit about who he is. He's an international lecturer, researcher author and educator who has spoken in more than 33 countries and six continents. He's driven by the conviction that each of us has the potential for greatness and unlimited abilities. It is easy to understand, very encouraging and super compassionate and also humorous style. He's educated thousands of people, really detailing how they can rewire their brain and recondition their bodies to make lasting changes. Dr. Joe's passion can be found at the intersection of the latest findings from the fields of neuroscience, epigenetics, and quantum physics, and I'd often also say spirituality, to explore the science behind spontaneous remissions. He uses that knowledge to help people heal themselves of illnesses, chronic conditions, and even terminal diseases so they can enjoy a more fulfilled and happy life, as well as evolve their consciousness. At his advanced workshops around the world, which I did, he partners with other scientists to perform extensive research on the effects of meditations, including epigenetic testing, brain mapping, EEGs, and individual energy field testing. So that was really cool to see at the event when we go into meditations, people would have these wires on their brains and their brains would be mapped and their heart rate would be checked and their blood would be taken to see the changes they were creating through meditation. Dr. Joe also healed himself. He was in an accident years ago, injured his spine, was told he wasn't going to walk, definitely wasn't ever going to, he was riding a bike, wasn't ever going to do that again. And he was told he needed surgery. Like every expert told him he needed surgery. Well, Dr. Joe happened to be a chiropractor at the time, and he was studying a lot about quantum physics and visualization and meditation. And he decided he was going to heal himself with his mind. And so using what he knew about the spine from being a chiropractor every day for hours, he would go in and shift his frequency into love and heal his body. Like you can hear him talk about his story. If you go to his Instagram and click on his little highlight reel, my story, he tells the story there. He tells it way better than I am. But I wanted to add that part in because for me, whenever I decide to go to any kind of retreat or event, I want to know that whoever's facilitating it has walked the talk. Like at my own retreats, I don't teach or facilitate anything I haven't done myself, anything that hasn't helped me. You know, I always make sure that wherever I'm taking people, like I've gotten there and I've also been where they've been. And that's what's so cool about Dr. Joe is he literally got himself out of any kind of wheelchair, any kind of cane, any kind of supported device, is walking, is in great physical condition and didn't have the surgery. He healed his spine. I can't remember exactly what his injury was, but it was very severe. So his come from isn't just from a place of passion or interest. His come from is from a place of personal experience, which is beautiful. 
Now, why did I decide to go to this retreat? Well, one of my commitments to all of you and to myself is that if I am blessed enough to have the platform to, to teach and to share, then I have a responsibility to continue to continue my own education, both to you all and to myself. I'm here to evolve my soul. You've probably heard me say on the podcast that the purpose of life isn't to get a job or to have a family. Those are all beautiful extensions of who we are, but the sole purpose of what we're here for as spiritual beings having a human experience is to evolve our soul. And we do that by continuing to learn, continuing to grow. And I'm kind of at the point, given I started my own personal transformation work in 2002 or three, where I've done not everything, but I've done a lot of things. You know, I've done a lot of emotional release work. I've done a lot of emotional release work. I've done Tantra. I've done hypnosis, NLP, like all kinds of things. You know, you name it, I've been there. Everything from Tony Robbins to people you haven't heard of. And I was really looking for something different. And I had listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza on some podcasts and had some friends that had been to his event. And his work just really resonated with me, especially one of his books, which I titled this podcast episode after Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And what I have found in my own life and helping so many people is that awareness is not enough. You can have all kinds of awareness about your childhood wounds and what's happened to you and why you are the way you are, but shifting it and integrating it is a whole nother thing. And what Dr. Joe teaches is how to actually change your energy so that you can create different results in your life. The other reason I really wanted to go is because, to be quite honest with you, my meditation practice had really gotten sloppy. <laughs> I, with all the traveling we've been doing and just kind of feeling like I wasn't really getting anywhere with my meditation, I wanted a new style of meditation. And I knew that Dr. Joe taught some pretty amazing meditations, which I'll tell you more about as I break down my experience there. So I really wanted to be stretched. And I knew going in that we'd be meditating for a long time. I didn't quite know how long until we got there. If I'd known how long and at what time we'd be meditating, I may have been more reluctant to go, but I felt this call to, to learn something new and different. The other thing that I really appreciate about Dr. Joe and the way he teaches, and I try to do this myself as well, as he really applies to the logical mind. Because although I said a few moments ago that awareness isn't enough, awareness and information about how we work as human beings, psychologically, neurologically, physically, emotionally, mentally, all those things, helps us have compassion for ourselves and helps us understand why we need to shift, how we need to shift, and where we need to go. And what I love about him is as a doctor and as a scientist, he explains energy in a non-woo-woo way. And I'm going to try to, I'm not going to explain it as well as he does, but I'm going to do my best. But basically what he talks about is that we all pretty much live in 3D reality. And 3D reality is the things that we can experience through our senses. So right now you're hearing me. So you're experiencing me through your ears, through your hearing senses. If you look at the screen where you're seeing the name of the podcast and you're experiencing it with your eyes. So everything in our 3D world that exists on the time-space continuum, like right now we're about almost eight minutes into the show you're listening to this at a certain time of day, at a certain day of the week, at a certain age. All of that is energy in 3D reality. 
And better said, it's energy that's slowed down into matter. So anything that you can like feel, like your physical body or an object, is energy that has slowed down to a speed where it becomes matter. But there isn't just this 3D world. (laughs) There's a whole universe beyond this 3D world and even beyond the speed of light. And it's getting to that place where Dr. Joe explains where we're nothing and no one, nowhere, no time, nobody, that we can actually create different experiences. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're dealing with a physical ailment right now and you're taking all the supplements and you're drinking your green juice and you're doing your walks or your yoga or everything that practitioners have told you to do, but the physical ailment or illness isn't shifting. What Dr. Joe would probably say about that and what I would say about it as well is that's matter trying to change matter. And it's very hard to change matter with matter. You need to change matter with energy. And what Dr. Joe talks about is that pretty much everything, be it a physical illness, a financial block, a problem in relationship, is created through energy. And what that energy is, is our emotional addictions, our unresolved wounds, our limiting beliefs, basically unconsciously we're creating matter with our energy. So back to the title of one of his books, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. One of the goals at this retreat for me was to break a lot of the habits of being myself, right? Because if energy creates matter, the energy of any of my unresolved issues, of any of my limiting beliefs, any of my emotional addictions, that's what's creating results in my life. And we all have our emotional addictions and behavioral patterns that are basically programmed because they're familiar. And we talk a lot about that on the show. So for example, in last week's coaching episode with Dee, she grew up in a lot of chaos. And so in her adult life, she kept creating chaos through overspending and overeating. That's because she had an emotional addiction to that feeling of uncertainty, that feeling of being unsettled. And so that's where she knows how to create from. And so she continues to create from that place. And why I coached her, and if you haven't listened to that episode, definitely go back and listen because this will all make a lot more sense. Why I coached her to really use all that energy that she was feeling and lean more into her spiritual practice so she could shift to a different vibration is because until she breaks the addiction of needing chaos, she's going to continue to create it. And we can't really break any emotional addiction or behavioral pattern until we shift our frequency and raise our vibration. So it's kind of like the way I like to think about our energy or our vibration, our vibration is similar to our immune system. And P.S., our vibration and our immune system have a lot of things in common. Higher vibration, the higher immune system. But the immune system is something very easy to understand. So when you have a compromised immune system, let's say you're, you're ill or you're a little bit older or um, there's just something that has given you a compromised immune system, you're more likely to get sick if you go out in the world because your immune system is lower, right? So more gets in because your immune system isn't operating at a higher level to keep the bad stuff out, right? So energy and frequency is very similar, 
if you're operating at a lower vibration because you're constantly fearful, you're constantly judging, you're constantly anxious, you're you're sad, you're in victim, you're angry, whatever it may be, you're blaming other people, you're obsessing about something, all of that lowers your vibrational frequency. So you're more likely to attract things that are in synchronicity with that frequency, like more arguments or things not going the way you planned or health conditions or whatever it may be, accidents, things like that. Because just like your immune system gets suppressed and you get sick, if your energetic system goes to a lower frequency, then it's more likely that you're going to be attracting things that you don't want to attract. (laughs) They may be familiar, but you may not want to attract them. So the whole kind of purpose of what we did at the week-long advanced retreat was to practice really breaking the habits of being ourselves and shifting into the frequency of love and the frequency of gratitude. Now, how we did that, that was the tough part for me. And like I said, I've done a lot of work, but Joe's work, Dr. Joe's work was out of my comfort zone and it was new. So the first meditation we did was at 6 a.m. and it was two and a half hours. <laughs> and that was a difficult one for me. And, and he would even say, he's an incredible speaker, he'd even say, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna be resistant. Things are gonna come up. Old habits, old patterns are gonna come up. And mine did. Things like, how long is this gonna last? I have to go to the bathroom. I don't like his voice. I really like this song. I don't like that song. The person next to me is making weird sounds. It's cold in here. It's hot in here. Again, how long is this going to last? I'm not doing it right. This isn't working for me. (laughs) Like all of those things, my resistance really came up. And then there were two more really long meditations that day. And the next day was even worse. This was when I was really breaking the habit of being myself. I just could not wait for the meditations to be over. They were just so long. I wasn't getting anywhere. I could tell people around me, and there's a thousand people in this room. I could tell people around me were having beautiful experiences, and I I felt like a fraud. I felt like I shouldn't even be in this room. I shouldn't be teaching. I can't even meditate. I can't go deep. Just like all of that. But then something happened, something that you know I teach. Sometimes Coach Christine does come in. <laughs> And I, you know, had heard everything Dr. Joe said. And I said to myself, Christine, it's time to break the habit of being yourself. So the first thing I did is instead of getting engaged in the thoughts, I I witnessed them. And I witnessed there was just a part of me, and you hear me talk about this on the show so much, there was a part of me, we could call it the ego, whatever, that was scared, that was scared to let go, that was so used to thinking and being in control and, and you know, those types of things that it just didn't want to completely let go because honestly, it didn't know how. And so I asked that resistant part, you know, what does it need? And it said to me, I just need a field day. I just need to be able to go for it and be as resistant as I want without you trying to stop me. So I knew I had a whole week. So I was like, all right, in one meditation, I'm just going to allow myself to be as resistant and defiant as I want. Because in the past, when I would have those thoughts about how long is it going to last, when is this going to be over, blah, 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 I try to pull myself back. Because Dr. Joe always talks about, you know, as soon as you get off the highway, you you may exit, but get back on the on-ramp and come back in and just practice coming back. And that's something I teach too with meditation is 
Meditation isn't the practice of completely being, you know, thoughtless. It's noticing when you're thinking and bringing yourself back. So I kept trying to do that. But what it did to the resistant part is the resistant part didn't feel like it it totally got to be, you know, let loose. (laughs) So I decided, all right, in this next meditation, I'm just going to allow myself to be as resistant and defiant and judgmental as I want. And I'm going to be intentional about it. I know I'm doing this. I'm not going to judge myself for it. I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to let myself, let this resistance go where it goes, where it needs, go where it needs to go. So we went into the meditation and I just allowed myself to, to feel whatever I was feeling. And there it was. How long is this going to last? I don't want to do this. I have to go to the bathroom. This isn't working. Da, da, da. And I just, I just kept saying, what else? What else? Just was in this place of compassion with this resistant part. And I don't know how long it was, but maybe it was another two and a half hour meditation. But by the end, something shifted by just allowing that part to have its voice. <laughs> Something shifted and I had a beautiful divine experience. Something that also happens in his meditations is often, and this happens at my retreats as well, often the body starts to shake because it's releasing old trauma or old emotions or just old patterns and it will start to move and shake kind of involuntarily. And I knew what was going on, so it wasn't scary. It actually felt kind of good. And I just allowed myself to surrender. But I had to first welcome the resistance. And I think for so many of us, we try to get someplace before we're ready and we don't really honor the parts that that are scared or that are resistant. And when we try to rein them in too much, they just fight harder. This is why I'm so passionate about teaching emotional release work is I know the power of just letting yourself cry or yell or just have a pity party or whatever it is with the intention of I'm doing this to get it out. I'm doing this not to indulge in it, but I'm doing this because stuff stuff's coming up and I'm trying to just like positive think my way out of it and it's not working. And I have that direct experience of just allowing it to be and then then dropping into the meditation. And I have to say the rest of the weekend it was really beautiful. Yes, my mind still came up. Yes, there were still times when I thought, how much longer? And I have to go to the bathroom, especially when we did the 4 a.m. meditation that was four and a half hours long. Oh my gosh. But what the other thing that was really cool is that I stretched myself and I proved to myself that I could break the habit of being myself and I could go beyond where I thought I could go. And that's something I have so much gratitude to Dr. Joe for is he really creates a safe space. He has an incredible team and he takes people beyond where they're comfortable with. And as a fellow retreat leader, and I have a retreat coming up in Austin that I'm going to tell you guys about at the end, I know the power of creating a safe place for people to really let go. And I was really, really grateful to have that kind of safe space for myself. So that was really the arc of my experience, the, the getting in there, being excited, and then just seeing you know old habits and patterns come up and allowing them to be and not rushing myself to change them too quickly and also not comparing my experience to anyone else's. There are some people that have been to a lot of Dr. Joe meditations or were preparing leading up to it. And quite honestly, Steph and I really didn't prepare. It was like we went right into a meditation triathlon without doing any training. So we really, really stretched ourselves and we just allowed that to be okay. So I really encourage you, if you're wanting to shift something, if you're wanting to change something, 
Be patient and gentle with yourself. Sometimes you need to allow yourself to go into those old habits of being yourself with intention and with going, all right, I'm giving myself the microphone here. I'm really allowing myself to be in this pattern and I'm just going to love it and have compassion with it and trust that eventually it's going to shift. But the problem is we are in our habits, we're in our emotional addictions, either without awareness or with awareness and massive judgment of I shouldn't be doing this. And that creates resistance, which makes it hard to change. So that's, that's arc of my experience. I highly recommend that you go and follow Dr. Joe, buy his books, listen to podcast interviews with him. He's really, really brilliant. As I wrap up here, I just want to share, he's great at one-liners. And so I just want to share some of the things that he said. You may hear me flipping through my little notebook here to pull out some of these gems. And again, encourage you to really try to attend one of his workshops. They fill up super quick. So he said, do you wake up thinking about your problems? And I can raise my hand to that sometimes. How often do you wake up thinking about your problems instead of waking up being like, oh my gosh, I get another day. I'm so grateful to be alive. Just if you could shift that simple thing, imagine how your life would change. The other thing that he emphasized so often is to consistently be aware of pulling your brain out of the past. And this is something that I talk a lot about in this show is that I'm coaching someone and maybe they're 33 or 47 or 51 or 27 or whatever. And I say, this isn't your adult self. This is little you, this is eight-year-old you. And so you've got to bring that old self into the new, (laughs) the new self and the future self and say, that was then. And this is now, and we're in a different place and we're safe and it's okay. But so often we're making decisions and having emotional reaction based on things that have happened in the past. And if we see our future through the lens of our past, then guess what? It's like Groundhog Day. We just keep seeing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Another thing he said, and I posted about this on Instagram, is when you're inside the jar, you can't read the label. And I love that because it's so true. (laughs) Like we have to get outside ourselves. We have to get beyond our comfort zone. We have to get out of the normal and natural and everyday thing to really, really see ourselves clearly. And when we do that, we can see ourselves with so much love and so much compassion. And that is the frequency of healing. Just a few other things here because I don't want (laughs) to, I want you to experience Dr. Joe for yourself and not just through my lens. But this is an important part. So stress response. Most of us are in stress response a lot of the time. I I talk about this too, being in fight or flight, coming from old programming and not being able to make decisions clearly. And when we're in times of stress, basically matter trying to change matter, we usually throw in an old program, but, but what we really need to do is settle the body down and open the heart. So for example, let's say that you just had a fight with your spouse or an argument with a colleague or something like that. When you're in stress response, you're naturally just going to go into an old program. So it may be fighting back, lashing out, defensiveness, self-blame, upset, anger, sadness, fear, whatever. But what, what he's suggesting is instead interrupt that program and go meditate, (laughs) calm the body down, settle the body down, get into a different frequency because that's where things are created. So it's really about all about overcoming aspects of your old self to become the person you want to become. And then become so defined by your future and the vision of your future that the thought of your future creates that feeling. Because 
here's the thing, everybody, you have to stop doing all the things you've done to get what you want to create something new. You have to really take time and space to get into not just the vision of your future, but the energy and the feeling and the frequency of it. And that's something I'm really committed to is every day generating the feelings of love, of joy, of gratitude. Because I think oftentimes we think to manifest, we need to have these clear visions and these clear goals and write everything down and, and just visualize it and have our vision board. But that's again, matter trying to create matter. How we really, really create and how we really heal is we shift the frequency. We shift into a feeling of love, of gratitude, of joy, of well-being. And then the quantum field, the universe takes care of it because we're in vibrational alignment. Just like our immune system takes care of us not getting a cold if we're around somebody that's sick because it's high and it can do what it needs to do. When you're in a higher vibration of love and of gratitude, which are both very high frequencies, then the universe can take care of a lot of the things that you're trying so hard with your personality to take care of that you'd be way better off letting the universe handle. But you've got to have a strong, strong feeling of what that future self looks like. For example, if you're dealing with health problems, you've got to have a strong feeling of what it feels like to feel healthy. If you're dealing with financial issues, you've got to have a strong feeling of what it feels like to be abundant. If you're lonely in relationships, you've got to have a strong feeling of love and you can't wait for any of those external events to give you that feeling. You've heard me talk about this before. I'm reiterating it again. All right. I'm going to stop there because I could go on and on. And again, I want you to be curious and I want you to go learn more about this and maybe listen to some of his meditations, maybe get a book, things like that. Like I said, it's my intention to have him back on the show, (laughs) not back on the show, to have him on the show in the first place, but maybe I was so in my future self, I was speaking for my future self. So that's pretty cool. All right. As I wrap up here, I want to talk to you about the retreat that Steph and I are teaching in Austin. We are so excited about this. It's called Love Amplified, and it's a life work and breath work retreat where we are going to be doing all kinds of amazing things with you. Everything from emotional release work to shifting your energy, a lot of the stuff that I talked about you today, we're teaching in in our own way. And it's going to be an awesome opportunity for men, women, and couples. So it's open to everyone at every age. Those of you that are in relationships, this is a great opportunity to come with your loved one. It was really powerful for Steph and I to experience the dispenser retreat together. We love going to growth events together. Um, Or you can come on your own, even if you're partnered up or you're single or whatever. There's always soul family at our events. It's September 24th through 27th in Austin. You can go to christinehasler.com slash Austin. We're getting the page up right now. So by the time you hear this episode, it might be up or it might just be the interest list right now. But we're going to have an early bird special to save you a lot on the investment of the retreat. It's a Thursday through a Sunday. So you're going to have a lot of time with us. And we're calling it Love Amplified because we're going to amplify the love you feel for yourself, the love you feel in your relationships, romantic and otherwise, and the love you feel from the divine, whatever divine means for you. And like I said, it's breath work and life work. So we're going to be doing a lot of experiential processes, some of which include breath work. More of that's going to be on the page, but my husband is an incredible breathwork facilitator and you will have just such transformational experiences just from that, not to mention all the other things that we're going to be doing with you. So if you're ready to get out of your comfort zone and come and experience 
um, something life-changing so that you can break the habit of being yourself and get to the next level in your own evolution, then I hope you'll join us. This is going to fill up quickly. So definitely get on the early bird list. Again, that's christinehausler.com slash Austin. I want to thank all of you for indulging me in hearing about my experience. I hope that it turned on some, some bells for you and inspired you to get to the next level in your own evolution, whatever that is, whether it's with me, with Dr. Joe, whoever your, your next teacher is. I have many teachers. <laughs> I'm always loving I'm learning from new people. So I just encourage you to keep learning and, and just also thank you for allowing me to be one of your teachers and letting, allowing me to be a voice in your ear. I really consider that a great honor and a great gift. Um, and it's something that is very, very special for me. And you all encourage me to keep growing and keep learning so I can help you um, on different levels and even more because that is one of my greatest joys in life is to be of service. Sending you all so much love and many blessings. Until next time. <laughs>